Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Harley and Josh Show. It's the lonely old Josh Show today. As there is no Harley, he's hard at work with Open Reach. So you're going to be stuck with me talking all things musical, music industry, all the things that I've been up to the past couple of weeks. And we're also going to be talking about the news of Coldplay trying to get a new greener tour initiative going on. So that'll be really interesting to think about and discuss. And I've got a bunch of sort of tips on how to not be precious with your music and let it just get out there. But, you know, before I get to that point, shall I get on to a little bit of... What'd you do? It's it's the thing that we do every week where we talk about the stuff that we get up to as musicians, as teachers, um, and, yeah, kind of sort of tell you what we do so that you know exactly what actually the music industry is really like on the baser levels. So... Um, this week I've been doing a lot of teaching of Christmas songs again because you know it's just what happens at this time of year. The kids always want to learn uh, a new Christmas song, so say new Christmas song, it's always the classic one. So we did uh, Last Christmas by Wham, um, because that's a really simple four chord song. It's a D major, B minor, E minor, A major. That's right. Oh, crikey, I've forgotten it now. <laughs> I'll remember it at some point. But yeah, so that's a really good one to learn, um, especially if you're just like starting out on guitar because, you know, it, it, it doesn't involve too many chord changes and it's a nice sort of simple pattern that you can repeat over and over again. The thing I did find with it, and I was with uh, with Rainer doing this, that that song is just slightly out of tune. It's like 10 cents out. Um, so when, uh, when you're playing it along with that song, you, playing the guitar, you, you'd think that you're out of tune, but it's actually the song is out of tune with, you know, sort of conventional digital uh, tuning. So be interesting. You guys sort of see if you can do that. See if you can play along with the track and notice just how out of tune it is. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, so that was, uh, I, I think, uh, that's because of tape stretching. So a lot of, you know, stuff up until sort of like the 90s was recorded straight to tape. Um, and after a while, that tape starts to age and stretch. Or even, you know, when it was when it was sort of being recorded, the heat or the cold can affect the the, the tape and and sort of the the magnetisms of it. So it can just like make it slower, make it faster, make it um, make it out of tune. All of these different things. Same thing with another one, bites the dust by Queen. Try and play with that. It's just completely out of tune. So yeah. Uh, after that. We had, also, yeah, we did Don't Let the Bells End by The Darkness. Um, it just sounds like, you know, something rude by the end of it. But um, yeah, that was actually much tougher than you'd expect that track. I mean, it's got only sort of three or four sections, but it's got a chord change, a key change in it, sorry. Um, and it doesn't really stay in one place. It hops around. So it's like, bow, 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 bow. So trying to get people to get the changes on each of those. It's, you know, it's a change per beat. And uh, counting it in six, eight rather than four four but you can count it in both so yeah it gets that uh it gets people thinking about you know how they're counting and where they're coming in um so yeah that was that was for the the all-star rock project uh rock school thing that we were doing uh, which we do every monday night um so that's really really fun to sort of get them doing that but we're not actually learning the new songs tonight because they have a concert coming up in a couple of weeks so uh yeah trying to make sure that they're all ready for it and uh not you know <laughs> not getting completely nervous and, and and worrying too much so yeah that'll be a really fun 
thing to get them involved with and just finish it off with a finish it off with a um, with a Christmas tune just to so they can get themselves excited because it's school holidays coming up soon which I cannot wait for oh my gosh so yeah um, during the week I was also teaching um, other tracks to uh, my kids in Moreland because um, yeah we, they don't have a, a Christmas performance coming up so we're just sort of going through songs that have good chord changes so I was going through uh, Good Riddance, Time of Your Life by Green Day. One of the first songs that I ever learned on acoustic guitar. Um, and I think that's the same for so many people um, as it's got sort of great chord changes in it that are nice and simple. You're just going from a G major to a C add nine, which the change is just, you know, it's minuscule. So it's quite easy to, to get that that feel for how little your fingers have to actually move. But then um, from there, I was uh, it goes from to D and E minor. But I was actually teaching that on ukulele. Because ukulele, there's, those chords are actually much less similar. So trying to show the kids how to sort of hop between these chords. And again, they're quite, they, they hop around quite a lot. Um, but also using a little bit of finger picking because it's like... So you get that um, sort of trying to separate your fingers so they don't just stick there and, and, and get used to doing the same thing over and over and over again. So yeah, that's been really fun. Um, also... Was doing Billie Eilish, belly ache because I got the finger on the pulse. Obviously, uh, more the fact of just all the kids ask for Billie Eilish tracks. They always want to learn a Billie Eilish track, and the great thing about that is because they're usually about three or four chords, so that's 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 nice and useful. Because then they'll sort of throw a song at me that I've never heard of, and then I'll be like, right, let's figure out the chords. Oh, great, it's only four. So by the end of it, by the end of the lesson, they've actually got the got a new song how to do it. So yeah. What's next? What I did was, oh yeah, Hey Ah by Outcast because that's just another really nice and simple one to do and didn't actually take too much to, to show the kids how to do it. Um, yeah, and it's, it's, it shows them how to play chords outside of a key uh, because it bur- burrows chords from the, um, from the E minor scale and the E major scale. So you don't actually just get stuck with just doing ones, fives, sixes and fours if you know about the number system. So yeah, that's quite fun. Um, one that we were doing on Saturday was uh, was it Ava Lux? I think it was Sweet But Psycho. Um, really annoyingly catchy song, that one. But we were actually doing a version with, with Bravo Rock School. Uh, we were doing a version by First to Eleven. And First to Eleven, as a band, keep popping up all the time because we get asked to do sort of current songs and pop songs and songs that are in the charts so the kids know them rather than sort of going for obscure Led Zeppelin tracks. Um, you... The, these these first of eleven do the covers of these, so we find ways to rock them up by sort of watching and learning from this band. So they're really really good. It's them and um, I think it's Halo Scene is another one that are really good for just sort of coming out with uh, with, with covers of songs that are really yeah, like really popular, but they'll change them completely. Do you know any of any any other bands that do that? I'd love to know if you do. Um, there there are so many out there. I remember I remember albums uh, of it. It's called Punk Goes Pop. Uh, we used to have like Day to Remember or August Burns Red. We used to do versions of like Britney Spears or The Fray, you know. So it, it, there's there's all of that is out there. So it's quite fun to 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 hear how you just can take the chords from one song, change the instrumentation and how it's sung, and you can completely change the genre of it. It's great. But yeah, so that was really fun. On uh, I had I made a bit of a boo boo on Wednesday. Um, one of my students um, had actually shifted their lesson on the Wednesday to a different date, but I had forgotten to put that in my calendar, so I just turned up at their house. <laughs> I'm just like, "Hey, how's it going?" They're like, uh, um, "You're not supposed to hear it. It'd be until next week." I was like, "Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was my fault completely." Um, but I was like, "Well, what are you doing now?" Um, 
they were like, well, we're going to have a, a driving lesson in about half an hour. I was like, okay, well, if you, if you just, while you're eating, let's just sit down and have a chat and just, let's just talk about your just sort of musical interests and, and where you want to go with it. So we can just, you know, keep tailoring your, um, you know, your lessons to your tastes and to your goals and objectives, um, which I think is a really important thing to do. I mean, I didn't get paid for that, obviously, because, you know, I messed it up, but it was just good to be able to sit down with them when, when we don't have guitars in our hands and say, you know, what do you, what do you actually want out of this? We do that before we start lessons, but it's good to sort of have that, you know, like intermission point in the middle of a, of sort of have lessons because we've been seeing, sort of seeing each other for about five months, something like that. So it's, 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 good to sort of have like a halfway point and also just to show them that like i'm not just there for the money i'm also there for their development and and to sort of for the future of of good music really because you know there's it's the the next generation coming that are going to be writing the song the hits of tomorrow right so yeah that was really fun actually just going through because he's a big fan of like john mayer um and stevie ray vaughan so i was showing him a lot more like sort of band of gypsies Jimi hendrix style things um and just going through a lot of hip-hop as well because he, he gets into his sort of modern hip-hop so i was showing him about jay diller and like old school boom bap hip-hop and i'll say old school just boom bap hip-hop um and yeah he's you know checking out artists like a tribe called quest and uh wu-tang clan things like that it's, it, it's it's sort of broadening people's music interests i think is also part of your job as a music teacher so anyway that was uh it was quite embarrassing to do uh to do that right until i move on to the next section uh which is you know i've got a, still got a couple more things to talk about but i want to play some music for you so that you're not just completely stuck with me talking the whole time uh there's a new song i hadn't heard this this has actually come out in october um this is by the wonderful reno and rome this track sounds like it really should be in like an 80s montage but it's been modernized so much by uh by joby's voice and nick's playing and westy's bass playing and it's just the drums are wonderful in it i think they're, they're probably using a pad on it rather than acoustic drums you'll hear it you you see what i'm talking about i think you're going to be having a dance a punch dance wherever you are right now check it out this is sane by reno and rome that was the wonderful reno and rome with their new single sane you've got to check it out I'm going to carry on telling you what I did with my musical week, ain't I? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I sort of did my teaching parts. Um, another fun lesson that I've been teaching recently has been about songwriting. Now, songwriting can feel a bit daunting to people when they're beginning. Um, they feel like they have to be playing for years before they can write a song, but it's just not really very true because there's not a huge amount to writing a song i mean you, you know, everybody complains or oh, music these days these days is so boring it's so simple um but you know people have been writing four chord songs ever since you know time began um so what we kind of want to think about is how we select those chords and how we make them interesting so i'm going to go through some sort of points that I, I go through with my kids so what I'll do is um with the with with my kids I'll, I'll give them some chords that we know so the chords that we've already done I won't try and teach them a new chord and then expect them to slot it into a song so we'll be like okay so we'll pick sort of like six or seven chords that they know or or less you know if they know if they know less chords and I'll be like all right then so we've got four bars here so four bars of four so one two three four two two three and so forth um, so what we'll do is then I'll say randomly pick one of those chords and they'll just pick a chord. So they'll say like G I'm like, okay, so do you want it to be long or short? 
And by long or short, I mean, do you want it to last the entire bar? One, two, three, four. Or just to last for half the bar? One, two, and then change to another chord. So if they say uh, long, we'll be like, okay, cool. We'll make that for the whole bar. If they say short, I'm like, okay, pick another chord. And they'll pick another chord. Um, it's good when they, they oftentimes also they're like they'll they'll realize the game and they'll be like, oh, I want to make it short so I can put loads of chords. But then it's teaching them, okay, so that's good that you want to, uh, to to sort of push yourself, but can you actually change quick enough to be able to do that? So we do that. So we start off with that, and then I'll play through I'll play through the uh, the chords that they've written. And they'll be like, okay, so this is how you can play it. And I'll either teach them the, the proper way of doing it or I will uh, try and see if, uh, you know, if they could do it with, uh, with half chords or something like this just to make it a little, bit, a little bit more accessible to them so that when they get home, they can say, look, mum, dad, or whoever, I've written a song and they'll be able to show it to them. So we'll start off with that. Um, I'll obviously ask them what kind of tempo they want. Do you want fast? Two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Do they want slow? One, two, three, four. Or do you want to go sort of medium tempo? One. Two, three, four. Yeah. So usually they'll go for medium or slow because they they uh, they they can be quite self aware and, and and aware of their limitations. So we'll go for that. Then so we'll do that for two bars. I'll be like, okay, pick another chord, long or short, you know. And then for the second thing, I'll say, okay, we're going to change up length of chords. I'm going to say, right, we're going to say extra small, small, medium or large. So extra small would mean it lasts for one beat. So one chord and then change, or Small, lasting for two beats, one, two, and then we got a change. Or medium, one, two, three, change. Uh, or large, which is the whole bar, one, two, three, four. And that gets them thinking about how to subdivide a bar and, and you know, what we can do with those chords, not just sort of going one, two, three, four, change, two, three, four, change, two, three, four. You know, it, it makes them sort of da 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 ba 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 ba. You know, it's slightly more jumpy. Like, makes it you can fit it around a, a different subject. Different subjects could kind of different types of chord changes. You know, that sort of stuff. So we'll do that, um, and then after that, I'll sort of try and think about how to get them to write lyrics for it. So writing lyrics for it has been quite interesting. Um, so we got this kind of what I'll say is like, OK, so I get very annoyed when I listen to songs. Rich Webb will agree with me on this one uh, of web tunes, a wonderful songwriter and musician that uh, when you listen to a song and, you just, and it'll say something, you know, wishy washy like I love you, but you don't even know me. You know, there's so many songs like that where you can't actually picture what they're talking about. If you tried to put an image in your head of what that person just said, um, you know, you, you won't really be able to, you know, objectify it. Whereas when it comes around to, uh, if you like, there's a great lyric by Bessie Turner that I absolutely adore and I will always go back to, which is, you can abseil down my spine, which there's, there's an activity in there, which you can pick to that. And there is also a noun, an object, a spine. And you can literally picture somebody abseiling down the spine and then think about what that means. So that could mean you give me the chills. Does that mean that it's a a good thing or is it is it creepy and the um the song i that i get from it is that she likes that um just from the chords underneath and the melody so it's you know this i mean open to interpretation things the 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 great thing with using that so what what i'll say to the kids i'm like okay so think of a place think of an activity think of uh, an emotion 
and think of like a, a weather uh, weather thing. And so what, what it was, I had a group of kids, about four of them, and they were like, okay, uh, I was like, think of a place that were like Paris. I'm like, think of an activity. Um, what was it? Hula hooping. Um, think of an emotion, sad. And uh, and it was like, okay, think of the weather. And they were like, raining. So it was like, you're, you're hula hooping and you're sad, but you're in Paris while it's raining. You know, you can you can immediately picture that. I mean, it's quite funny, <laughs> but you know, and 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 that that creates a discussion of us, like, okay, so how are we going to create a structure for this, and and do we have a story involved here? So then I'll ask them for different things. So I'll be like, think of a terrain, you know, like a forest, uh, like the sea or a beach. Um, uh, what else? I was like, think of a color. So blue, red, you know, because different things, different colors have different connotations. They, you know, blue meaning sad, red meaning passion, you know, all that sort of stuff. And the more kind of, you know, thinking words that we can think of, you know, like, you know, things, things that make you picture something in your head are, are really great. And, uh, and it's, a, it's a great kind of exercise. So if you do want to write a song and you, you know an instrument or, or anything, you know, if you just want to write some lyrics, think about it like that. Just think of some, you know, descript, not descriptive words, per se just think of words that you could use to describe something um that somebody could picture in their head it's, it's it's so important to be able to make that connection with someone um it was i did that with uh with a couple of my songs i did it with um let's take a stroll and i, I did a, did a, a real specific storyline with that and it was sort of taking a narrative through with a listener same with same thing with um with untied um was i tried to make a sort of a spoken word poem where you could really follow this kind of questionable character and and uh, through you know the places he's going the activities he's doing all of that sort of stuff so yeah try that the next time i've been trying it with my base students as well uh, and that's been quite fun to do uh, but if you've got any tips on how to write songs, we would absolutely love to know them uh, because we all need to learn. I've been playing guitar for, oh my God, 19 years now. I've been writing songs for most of that time and I'm always open to learning new things. We've always got to be open to learning new things, right? So yeah. Uh, oh yeah, it was another thing I was teaching with Seven Nation Army. You've always got to teach Seven Nation Army just because it's... it's you know, for for a, for a, a beginner guitarist, they know the riff really well, and it's quite a nice little sim simple kind of pattern on the A string. You just go seventh fret, seven, seven, tenth fret, ten, seven, five, three, two. So it, if you do that, and you just go through them with that, you're like, remember the numbers, and then after we've done fretboard knowledge, and I'll be like, okay, so can you name those notes that you've just played? gets them thinking about how to navigate their fretboard and and uh and it also gives them something to show to the parents which is which is good because then they're proud of it and it shows they might actually practice which is good <laughs> if they actually practice right so yeah that was really good um so i actually did have two gigs this weekend which were really 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 fun um i really enjoyed them um on the friday um, we had an earlier gig, Murray, Murray and myself, uh, Murray, Mr. Double Bass Player Extraordinaire, and me on guitar and singing. It was at Essex Uni, so that's in Colchester in Wivenhoe, um, and uh, it was outside, so it was absolutely freezing my nips off, um, and it's really quite difficult to play and sing in that weather, but the crowd were great. It's all young um, young students, foreign students, uh, you know, people from the local area, people from far afield, you know, people from loads of different religions and, and, and genders and creeds and all that sort of stuff. That's just what universities are great for, right? Um, but it, the, the great thing was just like watching these different types of people all stood in the same place and all just listening along to rock and roll 
and singing along. They all knew the songs, you know. Somebody from Sudan was standing next to somebody from Turkey and somebody from the UK all singing along to Blue Suede Shoes. You know, how amazing is that? So um, got them all singing along, um, you know, for lots of different things. And it was just two of us, you know, uh, did two sets. Uh, there was already uh, it was already set up by the time we got there. I don't think they actually have a music course at Essex University, um, so it was quite it's quite interesting uh, to sort of meet the kind of people that were doing it with us. They were mostly doing like theatre tech and things like that. So they had the mic set up and things, uh, and it was quite a good little good little rig. But they have so many different types of acts going on during the day. It was like you know choirs acoustic acts um there was a there was somebody doing aerial hoop um there was there was a old rusty russell doing chainsaw uh, art so you know you sort of like carving stuff that was absolutely amazing i have to yeah he got one a log and and carved it with a chainsaw to look like a, a chain so three links out of one piece of wood didn't cut anything and then stick them all back together just three links of a chain that he'd made out of one log i have no idea how he did it i wasn't there for what he did i just saw somebody who'd bought it and they were trying to stuff it in their backpack because they thought it was just absolutely amazing which it is um so well done rusty but yeah so so that was that was us we had um we had a sort of like a, a built-up stage uh, that was um, that was made up of sort of different segments of a platforms, so uh, sort of rises and uh, yeah. So if I was tapping my foot on one, it would be bouncing, and it, and it knocked over a mic, and I was just like, uh, so sorry. It was like in the first song or something, <laughs> and I just sort of turned to the sound guys. I was like, yeah, cool. Can you pick that up? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll do it in a bit. I'm like, no, now because I do not want to be standing on that and then have to pay for your mic afterwards. And you just see them just like, all right then. I really dislike it when people and technicians are like, yeah, ooh, don't make me do a thing. Most technicians are super up and about and, you know, ready to do it. But sometimes you really have to be like, no, do the thing now because otherwise other things are going to go wrong. Ugh. But yeah, anyway, so that was literally the only the only thing that I, I had a problem with. The rest of it was just wonderful. There was um, Adam Merchant from Ghosts of Men, who is actually going to be playing on the show today, um, had a new business venture called Flickbook or Flickbooth which is they make flick books, you know, sort of where you make a, or you have sort of multiple pictures making up a moving image um, that it's just you can have a stand at like private events or, uh, you know, conferences, weddings, all this sort of stuff. And uh, and they sort of like video you doing something crazy with like, you know, different props and things. And they'll after that, they'll print it out right then and there and give you a little flick book. And they, we got one with uh, with the wonderful Pet Needs, who uh, Johnny Marriott, shout out. He was planning the whole thing for the SU at Essex University. And he dragged along his, his brother and guitarist, George, and his bass player, Richard. And they just got involved with us and just had a really good time. It was really nice to see those guys when uh, when they weren't gigging because you could they were sort of, you know, let loose and just, you know, being really lovely blokes. Um, so yeah, that was really nice. Um, yeah, so shout out to the the wonderful Colchester music scene. It, it, it's great up there. They really are, um, you know, just like we are here, super connected and 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 supportive of each other, uh, like we are in Ipswich. And yeah, just like everybody knew everybody. It was just like a big, nice, nice sort of chummy fest. So yeah, all right. Before I uh, carry on rambling on, I'm going to play some more music. This is uh, the wonderful History and Law. They're playing this weekend. Um, with uh, with Gaffer Tape Sandy in Barry St. Edmunds. Stick around for the gig list at the end. This is one of their most recent singles, Epilogue Prologue. Check it out. I know that was the wonderful history and lore with their one of, one of the most recent singles, Epilogue and Prologue. Just absolutely great, uplifting tune for a Monday, right? That was, uh, it reminds me of Bring Me the Horizons. Um, 
Oh, I've forgotten what the uh, what the song's actually called. Who will fix me now? I think it's uh, Drown. That's it. Don't let me drown. So yeah, I think you've got to check those guys out live because that'll be a big sing-along fest because they've got a good fan base that lot. So I'm going to finish off talking about my weekend with uh, talking about the gig that I had on Sunday with the wonderful JS and the Buccaneers, my one of my most what my favorite bands that I play in to be honest it's absolutely amazing fun to play with those guys we had uh, we were at Isaac's in that bit so if you if you enter from the front from the marina there's a little um uh section like sort of that they've built quite recently but in the last couple of years and uh it was it, it like it's in this sort of glass section I was worried worrying because I thought we were going to be playing outside and it was so cold um I was like no thank you I do not particularly want to do that um but luckily uh I um uh, we, we were inside and we could do the acoustic thing um we had a really really good crowd so it was uh you know nice and packed nice and buzzing you know I had I had some people to shout over which is good because it makes me uh it makes me give a bit more to the performance because you know if people are engrossed in conversation um I need to do something more interesting than that conversation so that they've got something good to watch right so yeah that's really been quite fun um oh thanks Sarah it is Woodbridge Road um yeah, this would be quite fun to to you know to play these new songs that we've written. I wrote a new song specifically for that gig, which is called A Hadley Story, which is all about John Harvey, the leader of the Hadley gang, and how he got arrested and uh, made a little bit of a fictitious tale about uh, a woman that he fell in love with who was a bit of a, a cocotte, a prostitute perhaps. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a really good gig. Uh, after singing loud on the Friday outside in the cold my voice was a little bit raspy and then shouting on the Sunday I'm I'm, I'm a little bit raspy today but not too much um, so I'm still able to talk to you lovely blokes and ladies um, and everyone in between uh, so yeah it was just I want to say a big thanks to everybody that came along to that gig just it was a big mix of like loads of people that I love uh, including my my family Frankie and uh, you know Tom's family, as well as, um, as as guys from the local music scene like Josh Carr and John Adams, just like really good to see these people there. And Webby, Webby from ICR, who's on his show right now, um, you know, don't move that dial, but he has a good show. Um, he uh, he was recording it, so hopefully we'll uh, he'll we'll we'll hear him him playing that on on his show sometime. But uh, we don't have really any recordings well, that we've released or anything uh, from the Buccaneers yet. So uh, the more stuff that we've got that we can give to you guys uh, is is the better, I think. So, yeah, that was the end of my weekend. Um, just, you know, finished it off um, with watching bad movies with my girlfriend and and just laughing and, and then falling asleep and waking up and doing the research for the show today because we have new things to talk about this week with our serious news. Here we go. Coldplay announced last week that they would not be taking on tour their new album. Music news. All right, all right, all right, all right. So this is the news that Coldplay um, will be actually, and Massive Attack have both been coming out and talking about how they are worried about the effect that touring has on the environment, which is a really quite interesting point if you think about it. Um, We've actually kind of, you know, been touring and, and, you know, flying between countries. I mean, I've also you know, been driving cross country and, and using ferries and planes and stuff like that to get to gigs. And the musicians are often the people 
very vocal about climate change is a thing and it's going to affect us all and we all have to do our bit. But you do run the risk of being a bit of a hypocrite for those situations when you are actually touring. So Coldplay are thinking about this, uh, which is, you know, it's always a good idea, isn't it? So Coldplay announced last week that they would not be taking uh, taking their new album on tour, instead performing the album just once on British soil at the Natural History Museum. Frontman Chris Martin expressed his concerns about the future of touring, highlighting the difficulties of re- reconciling flying with environmentalism, and expressed the wish to see a Coldplay show run largely on solar power with no single-use plastic. I mean, this this is a band that their last tour generated four hundred and five million pounds uh, for the music industry. So if they're going to be doing it, it's quite a big deal. Massive Attack also declared this week that business as usual is over, as they began working with the University of Manchester's Tyndall Centre to map the carbon footprint of tours and work on a blueprint to reform the industry. A message similarly shared by Billy Bragg on his recent tour. I mean, obviously Billy Bragg's involved in this, right? Um, Lewis Jamieson, uh, a founding member of UK climate action group uh, Music Declares Emergency, uh, backed Coldplay's action. He says, if they can create a template for touring that is more sustainable, they are in a position where they can drive that research more than smaller acts, uh, something that will benefit all artists, which is very true. You need big acts um, you know, like Coldplay to come out and do this we, um, just to show everybody that it can be done. Um, you know, People like, uh, you know, the, on the smaller levels, we're trying our hardest, but, you know, it, it pales in comparison to the amount of, you know, flights and, and ferries and things like that that, that the bigger bands do. I mean, gigging is more important than ever to artists in the age of streaming and rapidly declining CD sales. That's what's happening at the moment, especially for those who are not industry juggernauts. Uh, It was reported last week that the value of the British live music industry reached a record high of £1.1 billion in 2018. Um, See, the thing is, like, you know, if you really... this, this is a difficult thing because the, the most environmentally friendly thing to do would be just to stop people touring and, and just release stuff online which would be slightly greener, um, even though servers need heating and a lot of energy and power. Um, but really, the end of live music, um, as Jamieson said, is neither feasible nor desirable. We need live music, right? Uh, Billie Eilish twice she's been mentioned in the show, uh, expressed her support for climate activism, activi- activism in a video entitled Our House is on Fire, which is true, right? Um, and earlier this week, she wore a No Music on a Dead Planet t-shirt. Very evocative, I like that. Uh, it was at the American Music Awards, the same slogan touted by Foles at this year's Mercury Prize ceremony, which is true. If the planet's on fire, then nobody's really going to be wanting to go into gigs, are they? Uh, so yeah, limiting the use of plastic straws and providing water for reusable bottles and educational hubs around the venue seems to be a lot of things that uh, that venues are starting to do. But here's some really interesting figures for you, okay? So the Green Touring Network, uh, a company really dedicated to look into this issue, this issue, report that 34% of a tour's carbon footprint comes from the venue itself, followed closely by audience travel everybody getting to the gig, right? If you're doing a a massive show at Wembley Stadium, um, there's going to be a hell of a lot of people driving um, and there's going to be a lot of people, um, you know, parking up and all this kind of stuff that does take up a lot of, uh, you know, we're going to need to offset that carbon. So, and the third biggest factor actually is merchandise, which is an interesting thing because, I mean, think about the amount of merchandise that gets printed for tours, T-shirts, CDs, stickers, you know, 
beach towels, you name it. There's so much that goes into it. There's a lot of resources that you have to get used up. Now, in the 1975, I've actually been uh, doing something with this, where they started to upcycle um, old unsold merch from previous tours. Now, this is slightly different for smaller bands, because, I mean, smaller bands, it's not often that we are, you know, doing a different T-shirt for a different different gig or a different tour that more applies to the um you know more applies to the uh, the bigger bands but you know if you are in a smaller band and you've got t-shirts that you don't sell think about how much it might affect the environment if you printed a brand new batch of cds and t-shirts where you could just take the old ones and sell them on tour try and get out of them first before you start something new it would really help things so yeah um Katie Tunstall uh, took the more direct approach of planting thousands of trees, uh, a move similarly adopted by Coldplay in 2002. But carbon offsetting has been criticised um, by Del Naja, uh, she's also an activist here, who said it creates an illusion that high carbon activities enjoyed by wealthier individuals can continue by transferring the burden of action and sacrifice to others. Um I mean, it's good to be able to to just print, uh, you know, not print, um, you know, plant, <laughs> not print, uh, you know, thousands of new trees. I mean, that'd be wonderful if we could all do that, right? Uh, make the earth a bit greener and a bit more easier to breathe. Um, but not everybody can afford that. And also, it means that you just carry on with business as usual. You're not actually changing what you do. You're just trying to offset what you do um, by sort of, you know, palming it off to something else. But, you know, uh, tours will need to not generate CO2 in the first place and there will need to be pressure from artists and promoters on venues to switch to sustainable energy sources, sources or face losing their business. The way that people are getting much more um, politically minded with this nowadays, just, you know, the, it's always in the news, climate change. So um, more and more people are noticing that it's a real, real scary issue. And if they notice that some, like a business is not pulling their weight, they'll just stop giving them their business, right? A new thing is Melody VR uh, are, uh, are giving people the opportunity to watch gigs at home without going to the concert. Um, Kanye West did this um, with his uh, most recent gig. He actually streamed it to cinemas. Um, but Billy Bragg um, basically resists the ideas, obviously, like this, uh, complaining that so many experience culture through a screen and in isolation. And it's very true that live music is one of the only places that you can go somewhere, meet somebody completely new, um, whereas you'd usually be sat at home on a Saturday night on your phone, if not, right? Um, Jamieson from uh, the Green Touring Initiative uh, it says, to find ways of doing things better is the first thing, right? Rather than assuming that the only way is to stop doing them. I think that's true across the board, not just in the music industry. Just find different ways to do things rather than stop doing something. Find, find a way that's actually beneficial to the environment rather than just sitting there going, right, we'll just stop doing that now and find something else because that something else might actually have the same problem. So anyway, what do you guys think? What do you think the smaller bands and big bands could do to stop you know, uh, having such an impact on the environment? I remember the, the Live Earth gig years ago um, when you know have these big, big artists playing at Wembley um, for this you know multinational broadcast and they were all flown in. And you're thinking, okay, so great. <laughs> You've kind of, you know, done the exact opposite of what you said there. So anyway, let's get on to the next thing I'll be thinking about this week. Jingle. Oh, Harley, he's not here. 
So, I was talking to Josh Carr yesterday after he came along to my gig and we went to the Three Rose Monkeys for a bit of dinner afterwards um, about not being precious uh, with music. And I think Hot Tramp are quite good with this. They, they write a lot of good songs and then they just get them out there. And there are so many people um, that listen to this show that will say to me, um, I, I really want to write my own music, but it's just not finished yet. And my, que- my question to them is always going to be, well, when will it be finished? Do you know? Um, so I've kind of put to put some points together um, just to sort of talk people through this idea of just not being precious with your music and just getting it out there. So when you treat a work in progress too preciously, you're basically trading your talents for fears. And you need to sort of be able to say, okay, I've got these fears about this work, but I'm just going to give it away. Um, all good makers leave a, a legacy of abandoned drafts, unfinished works, mediocre projects, failed ideas, and work that has enabled them to learn what they needed to finish the products they are famous for. You know, you don't think Dark Side of the Moon came without at least five albums beforehand? No, they needed to release the songs that they weren't as good at before they released their masterpieces. And they didn't know that was a masterpiece at the time, right? So Pink Floyd didn't suddenly sit there and think, right, this is gonna be the album that we're known for. They're just like, right, this is the next step in our creative process. Um, You become conservative and suppressing the courage required to make the tough choices that resolve the work's problems and let you finish. If you just keep it in your head, right? Uh, Productive masters know how to be both intimate with and distant from their own work um you know being able to sit there and go oh this is really important to me but it's just another step on the on 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 the stairs just another rung in the ladder before i get to my peak of how good i am right um interesting point here right some buddhist monks make mandalas everybody knows those tattoos now right (laughs) um intricate paintings made from colored grains of sand but when completed the mandalas are destroyed they just blown away these monks make and destroy these wondrous works to remind themselves not to be too precious and not only about their works of art but about life itself this isn't an excuse not to work hard or to not strive for greatness Uh, mandalas take skill and patience to create instead it's a recognition that while your work might mean everything to you in the moment in the grand scheme of your career your life and the universe itself it's just another thing that will someday fade away sorry to sound a bit dark but, you know, this is, this is our imprint that we're leaving behind. And, and if we don't get it out there, we don't have an imprint at all, right? Uh, you'll never call anything finished. Denying yourself the essential experience of looking back from a distance and learning from what you've already made. If you spin your wheels faster and faster on smaller and smaller details, you'll never move anywhere, right? Put the beginning at the end uh, or at the top or at the bottom of the song, uh, blow your work up into weird jagged pieces and put them back together. You know, think about a verse or a chorus that you've written. Think, I don't know, I don't think this really works together. Pull them apart, put them in different songs, see if they work there. Um, obsessing about every little choice is a surefire way to prevent great work from happening at all. Don't be too precious. If, you're, if you truly love your craft, there are an infinity of projects in your future. There will be other chapters. There will be other canvases that you can work on, right? Other songs that you can write. Um, Perfection is a prison and it's a self-made one. If you're just striving for perfection, you're not going to get it. It's just got to be done and move on, right? Um, It's just hard otherwise that. Whatever you're making, it doesn't have to be perfect. Perfection is an illusion. 
There was, there, I have not written a perfect song uh, and I've been writing for, you know, sort of 18 years. Um, I will continue to write and I, I don't think I ever will write a perfect song. I don't think one exists. I've listened to so many songs that I think, oh, that's perfect. But the artist that wrote it is probably like, this is awful. So whatever song you're writing, whatever project you're working on, doesn't have to be music. Just get on with it. Get it out there. Show it to people. And if it's done, it's done. And it, it's, it's finished. Then you can move on to your next thing. So... Before I get onto the gig list, I want to show you guys some new music. This uh, is the fantastic uh, Brooke Telling. She's, this is actually, um, I say new music, this is a, an older recording of hers, but she is releasing some new music uh, this weekend, and you stick around for the gig list to find out why. This is Leap of Faith. Uh, check it out. That was the wonderful Brooke Telling with Leap of Faith. Um, you can check her out this weekend with her brand new EP release that is going to be at The Cases Altered the Saturday, the 7th of December, 2019. Uh, that's going to be from 8pm until late. So uh, on that note, let's get along with the wonderful gig list. It's time to tell you what's going on in your locality this weekend because there's a lot, mate. So Friday, 6th of December at the Premier Pool Club in Ipswich, where you'll probably be finding me this weekend, is uh, going to be oh, crikey, it's, oh, it's Kanda Rivas from Japan, plus support. Um, there's some amazing bands playing with them uh, this weekend, including Arms to Oblivion. That's going to be uh, this Friday, 6th of December at the Premier Pool Club. It's free entry, so if you like your hardcore metal Hard rock, grindcore, deathcore, something like this, you know, the, the sludgier side of metal. You get yourself down to the Premier Cool Club this Friday, the 6th of December. Uh, also this Friday, in Colchester this time, Drunken Dolly, coming down from the Netherlands, uh, are playing along with the wonderful Pet Needs for Johnny Marriott's birthday. Happy birthday, mate. Hoof, uh, which is Hot Octopus on Face. <laughs> That's a great band name, Hoof. Um, and who we're going to finish the show off Ghosts of Men with their new single, Crooked Back. Um, that is this Friday at Coda in Colchester. Uh, also um, uh, in Colchester this Friday, the 6th of December, you've got Gaz Brookfield um, and Lawrence Crow, his imaginary band. I've played with Lawrence Crow before. Great guy. Really, he's been around uh, all over the world, played lots of different places, written so many different songs. And he just, it's him by himself. There's no band with him. So, yeah, it's quite amazing just to sort of see him work because he gets up on the tables, gets people involved. So check him out. That's this Friday, the 6th of December at the Three Wise Monkeys in Colchester. Uh, also... This weekend, we've got Claire Free. Uh, I tried to get her for the show today, but she's working. So um, that's just what happens when I ask people last, last minute. One day, we will have Claire Free in the studio. Uh, wonderful guitarist. She is going to be playing this weekend uh, at the Smokehouse, right here in Ipswich, or right next door to me right now. Uh, so that's Saturday, 7th of December. Uh, also, December 7th, this is in Bury St. Edmunds. Uh, Wreck who I'm not sure if they're from Norwich or Brighton. They gig in both of those places. But we've got Cutting Ties. Um, we've also got Beach Riot. Gaffer Tape Sandy, who we love on this show. We've played them a bunch of times. And also who we played earlier, History and Law. So if you like the sound of that stuff, that's Saturday, 6 o'clock, the Hunter Club Bar and Venue in Barry St. Edmunds. Uh, also, December 7th, we've got Metal for Mental Health, uh, including uh, friends of the show, Ray's and Beneath the Embers. They're going to be playing Saturday, 730 at Norwich B2 venue, right? So if you've been to the B2 before, you'll know everybody wants to gig there who's in a metal band. And also, this Saturday, 
um, who I mentioned before, the wonderful Brooke Telling is going to be releasing her EP, The Flowers. Uh, it's her release party this Saturday. Uh, the pub opens at six, but it's going to be starting about eight at The Cases Altered in Ipswich. She's a youngster, that one. I mean, she's, I think she's 19. Um, you've just heard her. She was who I just played just a second ago. And uh, yeah, I think she's got a bright future ahead of her. So uh, we want to go ahead and see her now before she gets too big and uh, nobody else can <laughs> go and see their life. So uh, I'm going to quick do a, a shout out to you wonderful people because on the Facebook page, uh, uh, we do games every single week. And every Monday, we get this kind of feeling of, uh, you know, we get this... Uh, want to get a community together talking about music having a laugh having a joke and uh this week what i wanted to talk about was famous musicians with famous musical offspring so i started with the wonderful tim buckley and his son jeff buckley all right so we've had some quite amazing amazing stuff um coming from 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 all these wonderful people on our facebook page you can find us uh, at harley and josh show on facebook and on instagram as well um, we've got Judy Garland and Liza Minnelli from Sarah May. Very, very good idea on that one, mate. That's uh, that I, I actually hadn't thought about that one. They've got that Wah! same old singing voice from the old days. Um, Ashman Clear, Bob Marley, Ziggy Marley, Julian Marley, Stephen Marley, Damian Marley. <laughs> That's a lot of kids, right? Uh, Rob Lewis has has come out with huge amounts, as per usual. Usual what a legend. Uh, he's come out with Glenn Campbell and Ashley Campbell. Uh, he's also come. Oh, crikey! That's cannot come up on this state on this stage. We've also got uh, Glenn Campbell and Debbie Campbell. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, there's there's huge amounts on here, right? So let's see what else have we got on here. We've got John Lennon and Julian Lennon from Dave Harmon. Thanks, mate. Uh, Lloyd Willis Turnbull with Albert Hammond Senior and Albert Hammond Junior. Good shout on that one. Um, I want to thank Rob Castellani for thinking of Donny Hathaway and Layla Hathaway. I didn't even know that was a thing. Both amazing musicians. I didn't know that was uh, they were they were um, related. Also, Gemma Sell, thank you for this one. Queen's drummer Roger Meadows Taylor is the father of Rufus Tiger Taylor, who is the drummer of the Darkness. It's all interlinked, mate. It's all interlinked. Uh, Tom McCarthy, the guitarthy man himself, the White Claudia, um, Hank Williams, Hank Williams Jr., and Hank Williams the Third. So, yeah, all of those. Um, Oh yeah, Tony Wright, Johnny Cash, and Rosanna Cash. There's a lot of this. Um, I was saying this to Rob earlier. There's a lot of nepotism. It seems in country music. A lot of people, uh, country musicians, their sons or daughters are very good at country music as well. So yeah, pretty amazing that one. Anyway, have you got anything that you've uh, that you think I've missed, or anything that we think we should add? Please let us know in the comments below on this podcast, uh, or if you're on iTunes or Google, please give us a rating and share this. Um, we upload new music every single week to our Spotify playlist. That's the only Spotify playlist you'll find that champions all the amazing music that happens in East Anglia. Um, you really got to follow that. There's some amazing music on that. And if you like the music you heard today, you'll be able to find it on there so you can add it to your own playlists. Um, we're on Instagram. We're all over the place. Um, come find us. If you want to be part of the show, uh, please do let us know. We're at harleyandjoshshow at gmail.com. I want to thank everybody that's been watching on Facebook Live today. Thanks. Hello, Dad. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. I'm going to be having Amy Rag talking to me. Uh, if you've got some specific topics that you want us to talk about, please let us know. But until then, we love you very much. This is the wonderful Ghosts of Men with their new single, Crooked Back. See you later, mate.